This is VOA News in Washington. I'm Jeff Custer. The deadly violence surrounding an aid convoy in Gaza City this week has inflamed global calls for an independent investigation and an immediate ceasefire, including from France and Germany. More than 100 people were killed after Israeli forces were accused of opening fire on a crowd of Palestinians hoping to get food Thursday. Humanitarian agencies delivered de- desperately needed aid to Gaza City Friday, a day after the incident. A team from UN agencies delivered medicine, vaccine and fuel to Shifa Hospital in an effort to keep that medical facility afloat. Gaza City Chief for the U.N. Office for Coordination of Humanitarian Affairs, known as OSHA, Giorgios Petropoulos, spoke with the Associated Press from Shifa Hospital Friday. This hospital is treating more than 200 people that were injured yesterday. We have seen people with gunshot wounds. We have seen amputees. Uh, and we have seen uh, children as young as 12 that were injured yesterday. These events cannot be allowed to go on. We need to have safe, secure passage throughout Gaza to reach the people that need humanitarian aid. Acknowledging the difficulty of getting aid in, U.S. President Joe Biden said Friday the U.S. will soon begin airdropping humanitarian assistance to Gaza and will look for other ways to get shipments in, including possibly a Marine corridor. A ship attacked by Yemen's Uthi rebels has sunk in the Red Sea days after taking on water. The Rubimar had been drifting after the attack in February. It marks the first ship sunk by the Houthis in their months-long attacks on shipping in the vital waterway. Yemen's internationally recognized government as well as a regional military official confirmed that the ship had sunk on Saturday. Already many ships have turned away from that route. The U.S. Central Command in the Middle East says U.S. forces, meanwhile, struck an Iranian-backed Houthi service-to-air missile Friday that was preparing to launch from Yemen. This is VOA News. At least two people were killed and eight others injured when a Russian drone crashed into an apartment complex in Ukraine's southern port city of Odessa Saturday. Officials in Odessa say one man was pulled out alive from the rubble of one of the apartment buildings. Ukraine President Volodymyr Zelensky said in a post on the social media platform Telegram that 18 apartments were destroyed in the building. The attack comes one day after Zelensky and Dutch President Mark Rutte signed a security agreement that will provide Kyiv with $2.2 billion in military aid this year. At a joint news conference in the eastern city of Kherson, Ruta said the 10-year security agreement represents a big step that Ukraine, and the that Ukraine and the Netherlands are taking together. A step that demonstrates the Netherlands' long-term commitment to Ukraine's security and freedom. Ukraine is now assured of our ongoing support and engagement in the future across the full spectrum of defense cooperation as well as in the areas of reconstruction, sanctions and the fight for truth and justice. The two largest, two largest U.S. retail pharmacy chains, CVS and Walgreens, will start selling the abortion pill mifeprestone at stores in several states this month, drawing praise from President Joe Biden, who made the access to abortion a key election issue. Reuters correspondent Ryan Chang reports. Mifeprestone was approved by the FDA in 2000. It's one of the two drugs used in medical abortion, which accounts for more than half of U.S. abortions. Biden has made access to abortion a key election campaign issue. He called the decision by CVS and Walgreens a milestone and in a statement said the stakes could not be higher for women across America, citing, quote, relentless attacks on reproductive freedom by Republican elected officials. The announcement Friday comes as anti-abortion groups and doctors in Texas bring a legal challenge to the bill to the U.S. Supreme Court this month. 
They say the FDA had not adequately considered the risks of the drug when it first approved it or when it later eased restrictions on its distribution. That's Reuters correspondent Ryan Chang reporting. U.S. House officials announced Friday U.S. residents testing positive for COVID-19 no longer to stay in isolation for five days. The OA's Tommy McNeil reports. The U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention changed its long-standing guidance on Friday. People can return to work or regular activities if their symptoms are mild and improving, and it's been a day since they've had a fever. COVID-19 is no longer the public health menace it once was, and most people have some degree of immunity from vaccinations or from infections. And some experts note that many people are not following the five-day isolation guidance anyway. Tommy McNeil, VOA News. In Washington, I'm Jeff Custer. This is VOA News.